You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. All right, welcome to Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. And we are... The 15 side. Jeff Montag. Mike Gardner. Scotty Bourbon. We are the 24 side. There you go. And guess what, guys? It's Scotty Bourbon's birthday. Table 12 awful quiet. Yeah, well, we haven't got to them yet. I don't want to take care of your birthday. Table 12, how are you guys doing? Yeah. They're celebrating more than we are. <laughs> so Scott, I'm move over there. Yeah. <laughs> now, this happened. Now, wait a minute. So, this it seems like the last podcast you were here, Bev wanted to get out of the house with you pretty quick. So... So how old are you, Scotty? Fifty-nine. Uh-oh. Oh. Tipping the, yeah. tipping tipping the scale. The scale. <laughs> you guys are creeping up there, too. I, <laughs> we'll always be behind you, though. <laughs> yeah. So what well, was great, and we'll put pictures on Facebook and with this podcast, that we all... Um, well, we, we were... You know the same as with Dwayne, we all right. we all decided to you know put his head we matched Scotty's hairdo just That's like we right. matched Dwayne's, yeah, exactly. which meant you'll we were, see the pictures. You'll see yeah. the pictures. I liked it. You guys look great. You look younger. Well, Mary couldn't keep her hands off me, so I'm going up and getting the razor out tonight. <laughs> oh, so, so how's everybody's week been? been a good week busy week like usual but it's good week yeah good week busy week yeah uh, productive week at work yeah i've had a good week at all good week too but it was busy yeah i mean we we it's just been nuts on my end so it's um in fact we didn't get together at all to eat this week because we just had too much going on and the store's not even open right now because it's january yeah (laughs) i mean i've been down there twice but um it's as we just it's been crazy so most importantly, what's everybody got in their glass tonight? I'm double fisting tonight. So, Scotty, I got blackened in one, and Scotty, uh, Bev gave Scotty a bottle of Jeff the Creek. So, I've, I'm two fisting. I got Jeff the Creek in the right hand and blackened in the left. So, Jeff the Creek. So, we we visited that distillery several <coughs> years ago when they were first getting off the ground, and we're sure glad the bourbon tastes better now than it did then. Yeah. Just leave it at that. Yeah. Just leave it at that. <laughs> That's, that's what that's what it, that's yeah, what that's, aging will do for it. It is exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't get it out there too early and but uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So what you got? Well, I had a little Jephthah Creed and I'm chasing it with seven up. Good deal, Mike. All right, I've got some Cave Hill and I've got the Jephthah Creed as well. Nice. Jephthah Creed. Jephthah uh, Creed. Bev, my wife gave me that for her birthday, so I thought I'd bring it and share it with everybody else. Nice, nice. So I, I started before everybody got here believe that or not shocking shocking so i don't know if you guys know but there's like 20 bottles of yellowstone in here (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how every time i turn around like well there's another bottle so uh, we'll help take care i got a little yellowstone and then um 
During our break, we have Mike brought us a bottle of Traveler by Buffalo Trace. It's uh, the Chris Stapleton uh, okay. series. So we're going to try that, see what we think about it. In fact, we may do a side-by-side comparison between that and Buffalo Trace. Huh, there we go. Yeah, that might be interesting. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So there we go. We'll do that later on in the podcast. So, so anything interesting you guys want to start out with? I got a couple great topics. Well, I got I got one. Well, first of all, we got to talk about Jimbo and Jaybo. They called us. They called you and me dorks, Dwayne. <laughs> hey, what? So yeah, well, I must have missed so, that. Yeah. yeah. So here's what it was. They they said those. You know, we were talking about our our podcast and our group and how much they love us. We love you, fellas. And I uh, said, so a bunch of dorks. And then they were they were voting on who was, who was the biggest dork, dork, dork. And it came down. It was a tie between Alan and Dwayne. Yeah, what wow. the hell? I must have missed that yeah. part. I got to go back and listen. And they finally figured out the 15 and the 24. Yeah. They're like, well, it's they like. They said Alan won the dork part. Alan won the dork part. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I think that is true. I think they did finally. Yeah, so, yep. And it only well, took them, what, two years to figure out the 15 side? Yeah. <laughs> well, they are from Kentucky. Hey, I mean, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to Jimbo and Jaybo. Uh, they had their hands sold. They had a great podcast this past week. Uh, their guest uh, owns a paint company and is a chemist. And, it's, you know, everybody talks about around distilleries, the black. It's not it's not true black mold. There's a name for it that, that gets comes out of the rick houses gets on buildings he's uh developed a paint that has chemicals in that to keep that from adhering to the outside of buildings great podcast yeah, yeah it was very, very interesting very I mean, interesting and that could be a very profitable uh paint if he gets right. that out in the market correctly exactly and, exactly you know well and i think and beyond that it was pretty interesting <laughs> just hearing what they've developed over the years for all kind of different applications right right depending on what part of the country you're in you have different challenges he was talking about paints for if you're on the florida coast and you're right. dealing with uh the issues they have down there with uh the environment and the, the salt, coast, the, the salt yeah. and all that stuff so and kind, so it's very interesting kind of like there's a lot of bourbons made in one location they were making paint for a lot of companies so you yeah. were you yeah. were buying x brand paint but it was really you know their paint and that's so. just oh, wow. i mean that goes on now today right i mean you're buying Sherwin Williams paint, whether you know it or not, in a bunch of stores. Right. Uh, because right. they're um, the major manufacturer for paints. They've swallowed up all the small. Uh, this company, the particular company we're talking about, they made paints for Glidden. They were right. doing Glidden's paints. So it's 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 pretty neat. I'm just going to say that. Well, and I think what's neat, it's a family-owned yeah, business. Yeah, really cool. Right. And, right. you know, it's not, a, it's not a big conglomerate. It's a family-owned business. and. Um, and I, I think they're in uh, Louisville. Louisville is, uh, uh, I think. I, I thought I about think it, but I didn't do it. Scotty B's in trouble. <laughs> didn't turn his off. phone off. Scotty got to buy a round. It's quiet. I'll just wait. The producers will probably go. Hey, Scott. The producers will probably go off here in a minute. No, I got. I took care of that. That ain't happening. Uh, I am going to say this. We do have a new rule, and uh, Jimbo and Jaybo, I love this. But our new rule is if we have guests. I'm just going to say this, and we're going to move on. But if the guest is not allowed to bring their mother-in-laws, <laughs> <laughs> leave that. Leave, we'll that, leave right that where there. it's at. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so moving on, Dwayne, what you got? Moving on. I, and, I, just, I, and just for the record, J Bo's the biggest dork on two <laughs> two shots on the bill. Uh, all those in favor, aye. 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 There you go. <laughs> But we, I think See, we we're in Indiana. It doesn't take us as long to decide that. Yeah, yeah. 
Table 12 should vote, too. I, I don't know that Table 12 is all <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't want to get them in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just stay us in trouble. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so how many here have had a bottle of water in the last week? Actually, I, I had one. Yes. Uh, no. After yes. myself, I can't say I, I had. Well, how many have a drink? So here, so here I, I don't, I don't, I haven't had a bottled water, but I have bottles that I refill over with over, water. With water. Okay. So the average liter of bottled water contains a, contains a over a quarter million pieces of microscopically small plastic. And the researchers who made the discovery have said that although it may not be dangerous, it made them cut back on how much bottled water they drink. So with laser-powered microscopes, researchers analyzed samples from three brands of bottled water and discovered that a liter contained 110,000 to 400,000 pieces per liter. So these are like nano pieces of plastic and some of the research i was reading said that and they're still they still don't know everything because it's they've just found this but they're thinking that the plastic is working its way towards people's brains and staying there because it's such small particles um so that it's just it was one of the things i, I heard it and read about it and i thought this is really crazy so you know when you drink bottled water sometimes you get a plastic <laughs> taste and you're thinking well it's just because it's the aroma of the bottle right so is it it's, that or is, is it, it the plastic plastic yeah and they're saying that anything basically anything that has that's made of plastic just the sloshing you know a pop bottle is made of plastic it's got a plastic liner in, inside it right well i mean well or i mean a, a plastic yeah. Pepsi. even a uh, <clears throat> can a can yeah cans have can. but yeah. but the but the plastic bottles that most people are getting in pepsi and anything stores now is pepsi every time the the fluid sloshes along the plastic it's taking nanoparticles of plastic off of it and you're consuming them so this is just another uh, another thing but it's like it said that 90 percent of the plastic pieces were not microplastics but nanoplastics which are even smaller than the microplastics which is what everybody has been concerned about over the last few years uh, a liter of bottled water contains an average of 240,000 pieces of plastic so the National Library of Medicine explains microplastics are plastic particles a diameter of less than 5 millimeter, while nanoplastics range in diameter from 1 to 100 to 1,000 nanometers. So to put it in perspective, there are 10 million nanometers in a centimeter. So really, really little. But you're consuming plastic. But you're consuming plastic, yeah. So it's just another thing to think about and, you know where you know where does it end and it got me thinking about i mean i'm thinking about putting a water filtration for drinking water at the shop and just getting my own you know drink bottle just to you know because we in, in the winter i'm not so what's, your, what's your drink bottle going to be made of i'm going to get a copper one but what's your filtration system going to be made of is it going to be micro probably or charcoal well filter. i'm gonna look at the charcoal nano but filter. but your casing for it's going to be plastic. it's made of plastic yeah so are you still going to get the plastic will you get as much they said the thinner the thinner the bottle like water bottles you know how you drink the bottle of water and you can just crumble them they're they're like nothing there those are the worst types of plastics so the question would be so the water line that comes through here is plastic it's PVC. Right. PVC. So is there the, is there plastics coming off of that as well? I it wasn't really discussed as and the research done into that. I'm sure it is because the way the way I understood it is any 
anything that is plastic is releasing nanoplastics but the thinner the plastic the worse it is so probably the cheaper plastic pvc is probably not as um not as likely to release as much as the um the little plastic water ball we just got robbed yeah wait we're not we're doing that as a tasting there what we got we just got (laughs) we just had a heist yeah a bourbon heist (laughs) it's a bourbon heist we'll have to do an interview i was pappy hey I bet you that's more than just water because you know your toothpaste comes in a plastic tube. Well, well yeah, it's anything. And so here's the your thing. scope and here's the you thing. Know, just everything. You got to take the good with the bad. So talk about your water lines being PVC. What are you going to do? Dip water out of the creek? You really want to go back to those days? Or you know, well water? You don't know where that. You know, you don't know what's in that. What's in that aquifer? And so on and so forth. So you take the good with the bad. Right. The same way with bottled water. I think. I mean, I. I'm good with them checking into it just to see what effect it has. But um, at the end of the day, we're all healthier for longer, probably because we have good clean water and we stay hydrated easier. Oh, yeah. I mean, health-wise, just having clean water to consume versus what we were in the past where, you know, like Jeff said, you're drinking out of the creek or a well who Lord knows what it is. Right. right. We are better off. But it does start making you think and maybe make – a friend of ours, well, David Fee, I was talking to him somewhere, and his daughter was yelling at him for drinking bottled water and not having a, a reusable container. So he was talking about he went out and bought a stainless water bottle. So that's what he carries now instead of having water bottles. I wanted My thought is taking it to the next step is having a copper water bottle because copper, kind of like honey, um, honey is a, a brain freeze. It's not flammable. It's not I don't flammable. Care. I don't. I don't care what what the beekeeper movie oh, portrays. Yeah. Honey is not flammable. I'll get to that in a little bit because I, I got a little something. To say about but yeah. That. Anyway, honey has the the enzymes in it to help you with the health. Well, the copper, anything that copper passes over or passes over copper, copper helps kill. It naturally, it's a natural sterilizer. Yeah, that kills the bacteria. So older houses that were made with copper a lot of the reasons or well i don't know if there was a reason if they knew it or not but the benefit of using copper in your copper pipes is any of the water running through your house that you drink the copper is actually cleaning your water before you drink it so using a copper water bottle you know our copper lined water bottle will help purify that water as you're drinking it most importantly that's why stills Make use, copper. Use copper. Exactly. Right. I mean, a friend of mine has, I don't know if he's taken any for, I haven't talked to him, but liquid copper, there was a gentleman who has a patent on it that um, no one could use, and he's working on developing a liquid copper to coat hospital beds and all kind of stuff with a liquid copper coating because the highest, I think the, the reason hospitals, more money is lost in lawsuits from bacterial infections, but they're finding that if they can coat bed rails and stuff with copper that's where the bacterial spread they can slow those down and cut down their well, costs so it's, it's just interesting it's funny because we didn't intend to talk about the uh, paint manufacturer from the other podcast but they referenced in their coatings that they're working on or they currently make that they apply to surfaces to be antibacterial right and so you know those things are out there now while we were sitting here and you were you were talking i had a someone i know real well that works for an insurance company that says actually insurance companies are very concerned about this 
microplastic microplastics bottled water issue they're very concerned with regard to future future lawsuits and that kind of stuff uh with regard to their liabilities right what will be, be involved in that 10 so. years from now 15 years from now is there going to be a, a concern so here here's what here's what i've learned um over the years with regard to big insurance companies when the insurance companies start getting worried about an issue there's a a reason because they (laughs) you know that's That's what they do yeah right so um so at any at any rate uh yeah there's a little something to that part of whether you know again now whether it's all um are they just watching it to see if it's going to come as fruition or is it just Something that's going to pass, they're going to go up. Yep, it was nothing, and we'll let well, it go. But you know, right or wrong, some people when they get information like this are going to blame every ailment they have on this, and there you go. Right, like, like hair loss. <laughs> is that what it is, <laughs> Scotty? Yours, the plastic all lodged that- in your scalp, didn't it? <laughs> well, I'll leave you with this note. I, hey, I'm I'm done drinking bottled water now, just when, based on when we were kids. Started. Just it, on what all of our drinks said. came in glass, you know, the Coke. No, actually, actually, out of a remember garden hose. The, remember the <laughs> aluminum cups? Yeah, they yeah. Were, I mean, that was a big deal. Aluminum and yeah, but I there's think, also I think they've learned a lot about you know aluminum in your body, and it is not good for you for my, sure. My lovely wife, um, she had what we thought was restless leg syndrome and went and had had it done and we went to our kinesiologist and he said no you've got aluminum poisoning and she took a supplement for a few weeks a month or so and it all went away and we've since gotten rid of our aluminum pans we cook with changed you know the and if you notice now everybody go out and notice there's a big push on deodorants and stuff right. that are aluminum free because right. used to be the like the number one or two ingredient in deodorant was aluminum oxide right. Where are you putting this on? You're putting it on the softest part of your skin, which and the is the most absorbent part. Yeah, of your skin. which is your underarm, which is, you know, not as tough as the rest of it, so it absorbs it into your skin. So in turn you're sucking in all this aluminum. But every time you cook something in an aluminum pan, you're boiling out a little bit of aluminum into your whatever you're cooking. So you absorb a little bit. So my last note on this is that what I was reading, I want it was interesting is microplastics were discovered in human heart tissue, and it was discovered that humans are breathing in the equivalent of a credit card size amount of pri- microplastics per week, according to a June per 2023 week? study. Wow. It was in U.S. News and World Report. This wasn't me yeah, making it up. But but you're confusing. So the equivalent of a credit card size of microplastics yeah not of plastic yes right. microplastics that amount yeah yeah that, that's a play on words there. yeah yeah play on words so it, it's just something else to think about and maybe you know enlighten people go do some research for yourself see what you think maybe it'll change your habits in life and not that i'm not about going green but going green but maybe you buy a, a water container instead of using so much bottled water you'll save a little money and help yourself out and help the world out all at the same time good deal so with that we're going to take a short break we're going to do a little tasting and when we come back we're going to lighten things up a little bit with cross the line 1524 well if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country and probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it you need to listen to two shots on a barrel podcast you can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, 
and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky, only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it, on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Gilman's Home Centers, with 14 locations, and they're growing. You know, we're in the heat of the winter. That's an oxymoron right there, but you need ice melt, you need snow shovels, any item to take care of your winter needs, Gilman's have them. Do you have a wood pellet stove? Well, Gilman's has the best wood pellets on the market. They're Somerset wood pellets. They're hardwood pellets made in Somerset, Kentucky. It gets no better. I personally use them and vouch for them. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for any of your home improvement needs. Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. One of our favorite sponsors right here across the line, 1524, and it doesn't matter whether you're looking for a great bourbon, a blended whiskey, maybe a, a rye or a scotch, or maybe you're into wine, or maybe vodkas or tequilas. It just doesn't matter. You know why? Because they're all available at Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana. And Brookville, Indiana has Tebby Liquor. Now, if you're looking for something special, something unique, try their barrel picks. They have barrel picks that they've hand-selected from different distilleries on sale at both Batesville Liquor Co. and Tebby Liquors. That's right. They're unicorns. You will never get that same taste of a barrel anyplace. Those are hand-selected barrels just for you. Once again, if you want a beer, if you want a wine cooler, yeah, they still make wine coolers. They've got it all at Batesville Liquor Co. located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquors. Tebby Liquors, right here in Brookville, Indiana. And tell them to cross the line, 1524 Crew sends you. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line. 1524, we just got done doing a couple tastings, actually. So first up was uh, Chris Stapleton's Buffalo Trace uh, whiskey. It's not a bourbon. It's a blended whiskey, actually, called Traveler. Uh, So I've heard mixed reviews on it, so we tried it here, and quite honestly, I thought it was pretty darn good. Very good. good. Yeah, Yeah, it's a good drink. It was really good. Uh, Very smooth, uh, nice nosing, nice taste, nice finish. Um, it's definitely a drinker, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah, Absolutely. yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot, lot of celebrity stuff is not that good sometimes. Right. But right. this, well, to me, this was very good. I would buy that. What's yeah. a bottle? Of, what is the price on a bottle about? So it's a forty dollars. Oh, that's not bad. Bottle, not bad. Not bad at good. all. Good no. bourbon. It's a good drink. Yeah, that, that's good for forty one dollars. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. They're good. Not so bourbon, we followed that up with a uh, liqueur called tiramisu, right? Correct. Yes. So I know tiramisu is a dessert. Very good. Very yep. rich. Yep. Just like the drink. Uh, yep. To me, it tasted just like the dessert. Yep. It's like drinking dessert. Yes. Right there. Yes. Very good. Unless you like. Don't good. unless like you don't like coffee. coffee. And, and Dwayne's then, yeah. nasty. Yeah. Dwayne didn't like it. He doesn't it's like okay. coffee. He doesn't like beans. You know, I don't know what's, what's wrong with the problems. guy. At so, least, I, at least I'm not the head dork. <laughs> <laughs> I'm number two. 
two shots, boys. I'm coming for you. So real, real, real quick for you before you get into your list there, Alan. So I referenced the movie The Beekeeper and Flammable Honey. So this week, one of the guys at work who regularly gets honey from me, he was he was commenting about how much he loves honey, and then he said something about it. he said, but I didn't know it was flammable. <laughs> and I said, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, it was on the the previews for that movie, The Beekeeper. I said, well, I said, well, I think if you see the whole movie, I'm going to guess probably it's gonna not get the point. Yeah. But I said, yeah, no, honey's not flammable. For, so a couple things there. First, first I said, and now the problem is, you know what I do in my other life. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, when that comes to town here, I think yeah, we should all we, go we see it. Oh, yeah, it'll be a fun that. get so, together. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, but uh, what it struck me is, is I wonder how many people in this country now think that oh, yeah. honey is well, flammable. See, well, because there's, a, there's the, the bit in the commercial was the guy said something about honey's flammable. Who knew? Or something like that. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I'm guessing. You know, I haven't seen that. I believe I saw that bit. It almost looked like a flamethrower was shooting. Probably, and that's yeah. probably what it is. And, and and that quote comes out, and everybody's seeing that. And so but just for our listeners, yes, uh, I can confidently tell you that honey is not flammable. We will guarantee you that pure honey is pure honey is pure. not flammable. Yeah. Lord knows what he has in his right. Thing. Exactly. Exactly. So everybody had a pretty good Christmas Eve, correct? Do you have a good Christmas yes. Eve? Yeah, very good. Everybody have a good yeah. Christmas yeah, it's Eve? Very good. I was driving to Florida, but well, yeah, this it was this very good. <laughs> some people didn't. Uh oh. Woman stabs husband <laughs> yeah, with a squirrel for not buying beer Christmas Eve. With a squirrel. With a squirrel. A frozen squirrel or what? Just, this is. <laughs> is that what they're calling that now? A squirrel. <laughs> a South Carolina woman, Helen Ann Williams, was arrested on Christmas Day for stabbing her common-law husband with a ceramic squirrel the night before. Ah. So much like the flammable honey. There you go. You know what the headline says and what really happened. Right. But although he did get stabbed by a squirrel, her, his crime, well, heading out to buy beer finding the store closed, thus returning home to his wife empty-handed. It was Christmas Eve, after all. His wife was apparently so incensed about her husband being beerless, she picked up a ceramic squirrel, like who else doesn't have a ceramic squirrel, led him over the head with it, <laughs> then stabbed him in the shoulder and chest. Oh my! According to NBC, it was no joke. The police found the man covered in blood with cuts on his shoulder and face and a huge gash in his chest. That's nuts. <laughs> Acorns more like it. The best part of this whole thing, the condition of the squirrel wasn't reported. Oh. Uh, so such domestic squabbles aren't anything new in South Carolina. Now, I want to preface this by saying I know we have South Carolina listeners. I'm just reading the news. We're not, we're not insinuating anything. A 34-year-old woman stabbed her fiancé on Christmas Day after they argued over what color scheme to use at their upcoming wedding. Then there's a story from Florida of the man who shot and killed, was shot and killed for texting during a movie. For the record, I'm opposed to the death penalty for texting in movie theaters, 
And what the heck was anybody doing bringing a gun to a movie theater anyway? Uh, so anyway, think about that. You got stabbed by a squirrel for not buying beer Christmas Eve. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, which crazy. One's, which one's the bigger crime? What I got out of there is, men, keep your women happy. Because <laughs> the beer. Beer. Bring home beer. beer. Bring home beer. beer. Think early. Buy early. <laughs> so we're going to end on one last thing here. All right. So this is going to be a hot topic here. I just because I know how all of us feel. Um, I saw this about two weeks ago, and then somebody just now started reposting it. So you guys may have seen it, you may have not. A factory in the Netherlands, Netherlands, 3D prints 500 tons of steak a month. Yes, I, I saw, saw that. that. Redefined Meat Company will supply German restaurants with printed fillets. Approximately 110 German restaurants are already buying meat from the redefined meat. To begin the 3D print process, scientists biopsy a patch sample of animal stem cells, depending on the desired type of meat, beef, pork, poultry, or even fish. These cells then undergo a vitro proliferation process. Yeah, proliferation process. Bathing it in nourishing nutrient-dense serum with a climate-controlled bioreactor. Over the course of several weeks, these cells multiply, interact, and differentiate into fat and muscle cells that make up the bioink. Then, a robotic arm uses a nozzle to dispense this paste-like culture meat filament in fine layers atop one another. The arm follows the instructions of an uploaded digital file using computer-aided CAD design uh, to replicate the correct shape and structure of the intended meat. 3D printed meat material must be uh, viscous yet firm enough to reproduce a structural model complete with accurate tissue vascularization depending on the type of and cut of meat. So, here you go. I'm going to call BS. Oh, no. It, oh, I know it's real. It's real. But has anybody seen it? There's nothing. It does not look like anything meat-related that we've ever consumed in this, we're, this Well, we're a little different, so we're all Oh, I understand. I just wonder if are the people consuming it really understand what they're consuming? Do they not care? It looked nasty. It they, looked, they're probably the same ones that complain about drinking bottled water, worried about the nanoplastic. Nano <laughs> That's true. The picture but looked like the meat was plastic. It did. It looked yeah. gross. It didn't look like. I mean, it just looked nasty. And I'm sorry. I well, it looked like plastic. It did. And you guys make fun of me for eating well done. I want to see you eat one of them rare. Well, <laughs> yeah, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't happening. No, no, not happening. No. Nope. That was just. I mean, it was nasty looking. It didn't look like anything meat. There was no. I mean, I I raised grass finished beef. There was not a lot. We have marbling, but it's not a lot of fat. But you go to the grocery store, you see the fat things in it. There was none of that in there. It looked, I don't know what else. It looked like a hamburger, and they're going to yeah, call I'll, it I'll a Yeah, I'll put a, a picture with this, along with this podcast out so people can see it, but it does not look good. You know, so Phil from Texas, he 3D prints stuff all the time. So yeah. it's, you know, I can see how that can work. If you get a filament that has the proteins yeah, and mean, things in it, I can see how that could work, but I sure wouldn't be the one. No, I don't want to be the consumer. I know years ago I, I read or heard something about this in the space program because of they could basically print their food in the space station or whatever like right. that because they would build it. 
the well, same you, way with, with the right proteins and right, stuff like right. that. And well, you, you know, Trekkies in here? No, that's a that's whole different. That's a replicator. replicator. Okay, that's re- that replicates the food. So the maybe they're going to advance from three D printing yeah. to replicating. Yeah, that's it. That's this is the first I think step it's, towards I, replicating. I think it's like the EV cars. They should have went in steps to <laughs> find the right thing, and they jumped a few hoops. Uh, yeah. So does anybody remember the movie Solient yeah. Green? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Oh yeah. So here you go. How do you know what you're eating? You don't. Yeah. Well, you so do you know the premise of that movie? <laughs> no. So it was in the future. Um, there was a product that people were eating called Solient Green. They were told it was made from seaweed plankton. Nope. In reality? <laughs> it was people. It was made out of people. Made out of people. <laughs> human the meat. Human <laughs> meat project. There you go. <laughs> There yeah, that was a pretty big deal when that movie came that out. Was a big deal. What was that? Who sent the text the other day? That was me. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, human meat project all over again. So, but it just makes you think, you know. Why? why? That's what it makes me think. Is yeah. Why? Well, it's because you have people like OAC that think cow farts are destroying the environment, and you need to do something else. So obviously, in the Netherlands. Or in Germany, where all this is happening, either A, they don't have enough meat, or B, they're getting so strict on their guidelines that they'd rather do this well, than raise real beef. You, you mentioned that. It's, it's because yes. the, rest, the restrictions of the farmers in those two – actually, the farmers are revolting right now in both the Netherlands know, and yes. Germany. And, and, yeah. France. and Poland, I think. Yes. And France, yeah. Yes. And – because of all the restrictions that these governments are putting on the farmers, and I don't know how people are going to eat. Well, they're going to rely on three D printed meat. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, it'd be but like, that, that'd be like Ryan relying on your electric car to get you across the country. It's it, exactly right. But once you shut enough farmers down, if they can successfully shut enough of them down, what are you going to do? What are you going to eat? You're going to eat whatever you're going to find at the store. Whatever the government provides you is what you're going to consume. So. That is part of it is they're restricting the production of it. So this is what your alternative is going to be. Once you get used to this and this is all you know, what are you going to do? I mean, Solient green. Solient green. I mean, that's I'm telling you. Well, like like you said, we're different. We're used to it out here. I'll guarantee you until I die, I'm eating beef because I'm raising it. I'm eating beef out of off my farm. A few years ago, uh, I was in the Netherlands and I went to a Brazilian steakhouse and had probably the best tomahawk steak i've ever had and i got to talk to the owner he came over he found out i was from america and he came over and talked and he said that he is probably not going to stay in business because the government is taxing meat beef yeah. i think he, he said they were adding or maybe it was or maybe that was the total but 22 percent tax on beef i see it and he, he thought it was he was going to run him out of business so he didn't think he was going to be in business long but it, it was really really good beef and he, yeah, that's probably why, you know, they're looking for alternatives. You think there's politicians that are doing that or eating 3D printed meat? Oh, no, no, I bet no. Bet you, bet no. your ass they aren't. Do, do as we say, not as we do. But, exactly. But as you were saying, like Alan said, you know, we're different. We're out here in the rural. My, our Centos, my Centos driver, he listens to the podcast, so shout out to him. Uh, we were talking about this the other day. Just, you know, we were talking about what we were going to talk about on podcasts and stuff, and I mentioned this, and he's like, well, I'm from the city though, and he goes, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get whatever I can get where I'm at, you know, which is 
There is a difference. That's what it is. Is if this is all you have to eat, what are you going to do? You're going to eventually go. Well, crap! I want a steak. This is the only steak I can get. So you're going to buy it, and you get used to it. Is it the best for you? My mind, no. You know, it's another processed product that your body doesn't want. And it's not. It's more than just processed product. It's a product. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's beyond, but I'm just saying it's not processed. It's, it's not natural. It's, it's not natural it's at not all. It's not natural. I mean, it's soylent green. But pe- folks need to watch that movie. That's an old, that's what is that, late 70s movie, early yeah, late 80s? Late 70s. I can honestly say I've never seen it. Yeah. I know the oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. I've, watch it. It. I've heard bizarre. the name. <laughs> it's, it's really right. Good. So we're going to have to have a, a, a duo. We have to yeah. go see Soylent cre- Green yeah. and the Beekeeper. And the Beekeeper. Double header. We can do one at the movie theater and one at the speakeasy. Yep. Cool. But uh, but and just on this is though too is the world has become so I guess been educated the wrong way as to what is good and what is bad for you that people are preaching or they're out there preaching to people that oh my god don't eat this this is going to kill you when when it's really not and you know the things they're saying to you are really what is bad for you but it's, that's what we've been told and unless you go out and look for yourself. You keep believing that is like because that's what they're telling you. That's so. like, you know, that's, and we'll talk about it on another podcast because I know you have stuff on EV stuff, as do I. Uh, but if you listen to just the news and watch commercials, and, and you weren't, and you believe everything, you believe the EV was the way to go. Still yeah. is. It's all they advertise. Yep. It's they try to indoctrinate people, and I'm sure in these countries, in the Netherlands, and Germany, that's what they've this been indo- is. indoctrinating people. Um, you know, after a while, it, it's going to come back. It's just you're eating stuff that's not real. You're eating some protein and things that are mashed together and cultured together to emulate the real thing. Well, the next time any any of our listeners out there, next time you go to the grocery store, look, just stop at a at your snack aisle, your potato chip aisle, or whatever, and look and and actually think to yourself and look what in that aisle is actual food. What in there has any nutrition that's going to help your body? Not that I'm perfect. I still I'm bad, but I try. I, don't I'm telling I, you, the gluten free. Double stuff Oreos. Their diet, I'm pretty those sure. Those are good. <laughs> I mean, and those are perfectly can you healthy. Can a whole bag, of, whole, whole container of it? Two guys no. can real quick. <laughs> I've, I've heard. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> so we've heard. But, I mean, I, I try to be better. I'll just, we'll preface it at that. But it, go look down the aisle and see what is in that aisle that's really food. Go Next time you go grocery shopping, when you get done with your cart, look on your cart and see what's real food in your cart. There, there's probably people that really think that all that stuff's weird too you know oh yeah 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 Yeah, i mean i I agree stuff right and and it is all good it's good it tastes good you you want it it, 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 but it's designed for that it's designed for that there's nothing in it nothing healthy for you no nothing tastes good right nothing to fuel your body for what you really need to stay healthy well, the, except for the meat meat section and the vegetables and all that, the flavoring and it depends where the meats come from, <laughs> where the right. fishes come from, and how long have the Farm vegetables raised. been laying? There. Yeah, you know the whole thing. Did we talk about that on a podcast? About I think vegetables? last week about vegetables. Yeah, we did. they yeah. lose ten percent of their ten percent of their nutrition for every day that they're picked from fresh. You know what the average age of a vegetables is in your grocery store? Probably a month, fourteen days. So they're negative four hundred, negative four percent in the nutrition value so if you're going to buy vegetables and you want the nutrition buy fresh or flat 
flash frozen vegetables. That's the way you get your nutrition. Or or print it at home. (laughs) 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 Oh, goodness. I've been eating a ton out of celery. I'm I'm a celery addict. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I don't think you're getting a whole lot there. Yeah, there like isn't, it, but it's, it's, it's better than going to yeah. get it. It's probably eighty oh, percent oh, water. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's mostly water. water whatever. It's right better than drinking alcohol. plastic bottle water. <laughs> it does come in a plastic bag, though. Well, you're not drinking. You're the not plastic drinking. Bag. I think you're all right. Yeah, you'll all be right. all right. All right. Good deal. Sam, so, got anything else before we wrap this one up? Uh, no. Nope. Yeah. And two shots i'm not the biggest dork you guys are <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute i got one thing i'm looking down the bar and i see one two shots cup on this bar what the hell well <laughs> see here's the deal there's only one yeah, there's only, only one. one i'm tired of sipping after alan well I, <laughs> i'm trying to think how i actually got that i thought they sent that to me but we may have got the, i sent them a bunch of stuff a couple years ago after we hooked up with them the first time i'm thinking they sent this back so i just took it that's just, nice just it's, giving you shit boys well and we got to look at their ugly mugs on here too you know that's the worst part it is two it ugly is. mugs on a mug in a mug <laughs> <laughs> all right so for cross the line 1524 i'm alan stanger with dwayne bishaw jeff montag my gardener scotty bourbon from the, bur- the non-dork side <laughs> The birthday boy. Hey boy. And the birthday boy. And table 12. Holy shit, I didn't realize they were still here. All cranked up. We'll see y'all next time. Hey friends, it's your old buddy Rick Garrett. Each week I have the pleasure of hosting the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast, where we look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County such an amazing place to work, visit, or live. Join us each week on the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast, available on your favorite podcast provider. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. With all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road, you know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook. Give me one before you kick me out the door.